trade deadline day in the National Football League. Everybody else is out there making silly deals. Silly deals. Not the Packers. No, not the Packers. There is a distinct difference between the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and everybody else. And it seems like there's only a couple of people actually getting it as we wake up today. As we wake up today. Uh, Will the Packers make a deal? Do a silly deal. Yeah, just, uh, just to do a silly deal. Just, yeah, why? Yeah. It was the discussion all morning between what should be done for the Packers, what should be done for the Buccaneers. Roquan Smith is on the move as the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. They want to bolster their team. Obviously, other teams that feel that they have a chance to go for it are going for it. Meanwhile, the Green Bay Packers covering that gold like grim death. They're going to hang on to that because, you know, every draft choice they've ever taken is perfect. Uh, I think it's a very clear indicator and a very loud message that, yeah, we don't believe in you. It's not about we're pretty good with our room. No, you're not. It's we don't believe in you. You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. Um, I woke up and, and I started thinking about this today, and I thought, okay, you know, maybe today's the day. And I thought to myself, why? Why would today be any different? Packers should have done something two weeks ago if they were going to do something. You are paying Jair Alexander as the top corner in the league, one of the top corners in the league, and yet you won't let him play man coverage. It's 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 philosophically just stupid. Okay. You're paying uh, Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year. Not going to get any help. And, oh, by the way, you only got a couple of years left. But let's build for the future. We don't want to give up the future. When you paid him $50 million a year to come back, you were all in, in the now, not the future. And I, I, I've been preaching. The, the difference between some of these other teams that they talk about, well, you know, they're going for it, but they're not giving up their future. They've got young quarterbacks. They've got this. They've got – and they're all right. I'm not saying that they're wrong. They're all right. The difference is you have got Rodgers for a year or two. You're in the here and the now. You There is no tomorrow when it comes to this football team. You went all in. Didn't you? You went all in. Otherwise, just let him go. Just start the Jordan Love era, start stockpiling the draft picks, and and legitimately build for the future. That is understandable. But this, well, we're going to make calls and kick tires, but we're never going to make a deal. We're never going to do anything. We're never going to be substantive. No. I get it that, you know, to a certain extent, hands are tied. You know, Rodgers has to own as much of this as he can. And this whole thing about, you know, 
being smarter than the average bear, I guess. Uh, and there's some comments that he's made, and I find very interesting, where he talks about managing a football game and such. Um, that is a very loud statement. In other words, you're paying me $50 million to be a game manager? Right. Then again, had he not waffled and taken his sweet time in coming back knowing Devontae wanted a deal, and that was his guy, he doesn't find himself in this predicament. He could have called Devontae at any point in time and said, hey, I'm coming back. I'm going to play at least three years. Uh, this, is what I, this is what my goal is. Let's do this together. Let's make this run. Devontae probably would have come back. But where you're at now, nah. This is all a mass doing of obstinance and stupidity. So uh, while we're sitting here today, five hours, less than five hours away now, four hours and 53 minutes from uh, from the trade deadline, I, I got to think I would be at this point semi-shocked, and I don't get shocked over a lot of stuff, but I would be kind of shocked if if the Packers made any kind of substantial move. I just I, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I know I woke up today with a lot of different tweets and scenarios and and emails and people saying, "Hey, what about this? And could we move this?" And I and and I appreciate it, man. I I I love hearing from everybody. I really do. But no. And I hate to be the bucket of cold water, but I don't think the Packers are going to do anything. Especially after Matt LaFleur's comments. where he And he's sending a message to throw the word silly in there. He is sending a message. Here's what he had to say about the Packers possibly making a trade. Yeah, we've been having those conversations for weeks now. And it, it, it really comes down to, to opportunity. If the right opportunity presents itself, I know that Goody's all on board of, of trying to upgrade our roster. You're always trying to do that. But um, we're not going to just do a silly deal. We're not going to do a silly deal. I, I, what is a silly deal? That would have been my next question. That would have been a follow-up question. Matt, what's a silly deal? Because you're sending a message. Right. You're sending a message. We're not doing a silly deal. We're not going to be silly like these other teams. We're not doing a silly deal. Not going to do it. Now, remember, I think the rumor was Chase Claypool for a second. As opposed to Josh Jackson, who was your second-round draft choice. Josh Jones, second-round draft choice. Kevin King was a second-round draft choice, too, by the way. Jason Spriggs, second-round draft choice. Quentin Rollins, second-round draft choice. Should I keep going? The last time you really crushed it out of the park with a second-round draft choice was 2014. That was Devontae Adams. And if you get a quality wide receiver that you would end up paying anyway because otherwise you're completely a lying organization, you were going to pay Devontae, right? So what's the big deal if you get Chase Claypool, a guy like that, on the second year of his deal or with a, another year to go, and then you pay him down the road, what's the big deal? 
Does you know? So then, Christian Watson really does develop. Romeo Dobbs really does develop, and suddenly you've got three really good wide receivers. What's the downside in that? Where's the silliness there? I, I just, I, I. In other words, other teams are doing silly deals. They're going for it. They believe their rosters are pretty good. They're trying to bolster their weaknesses and give their either defense something to work with or their quarterback something to work with, but yet the Packers won't make a silly deal. That is the epitome. That is the epitome of the arrogance of this organization. Oh, that's beneath us. We that we won't do that. Well, then you know what? You better hit on every effing draft choice, which you have not done. You have not done. So hang on to those draft choices. Here come the 80s. You're staring right down the barrel of it, and you just don't want to do anything because you're going to hang on to the future. I, I, I find it unconscionable at this point. 877-867-1670. Good day to you. Ben Kenny, how you doing today? You got rained out last night, man. Yeah, uh, I'm doing fine. It's it's an okay morning. Can't say it's great. Can't say it's poor. Um, I look forward to days like this, the deadline. From my point of view, it's fun. You know, we're monitoring things, looking for news to break. But, yes, yeah. my expectations are with you. They are quite low for what they're going to do. And we had the discussion this morning, like, is it worth making a move for the sake of making a move? The old baseball brewers argument to provide a boost to the locker room. I think if you are going to, I think it does two things. One, it does the boost to the locker room. But I think if you make a move that can legitimately make you better, what's wrong with that? You know? that That's my question. If the move makes you better, then what's wrong with that? And if the move can make you better for more than a year, then that's beneficial. It's not like you're renting a player for three months or two months. Some of these guys we're talking about, you know, they have substantial either money and or contracts and or they've got another year to go. So you've got time to see what you've got and work it out, whether it's get even better next year if you're going to reload for Aaron Rodgers in year two of this three-year deal. Or then you've got a guy that still has another year on his contract and you can then trade away for that second-round draft choice again. What downside is there? Yeah. It's funny, that's the same thing the Brewers think, you know? Need a player with years of team control, get him in the building cheap, keep him right. for a couple, three, four years. That's what they go for at the deadline. Yep. Now I'm with you, and the, and the difference is they're there. Those players are there, and, I, you know, this whole thing about, well, we've been talking for weeks. About what? What have you been talking about? I, you know, about how you can't, you, 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 you can't allow the highest paid defensive back in the league to play one-on-one about how you're going to, you're going to, you're not going to make a trade to better your team, but you're going to hang on to an inept defensive coordinator like grim death. Is that what you're discussing? How your offense looks pathetic and predictable and everybody's now saying it. 
about how your defense, which was supposed to be so staunch and better in the trenches, is one of the worst against the run? About how your ineptitude and your obstinance basically said, no, we're not going to run the football until you didn't have any receivers left. Then you discovered you had a run game when we all been screaming it for a long time. Is is that what you've been discussing? Or you've been pulling each other by the waist trying to get your head out of your asses? 877-867-1670. Give us a shout if you choose to do so. You can hit us up on the Bud Light live stream as well. 877-867-1670. Find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us on YouTube as well. And uh, track us down over there. You can subscribe absolutely free on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Give us a shout there. And subscribe. It's free. Like I said, it's free. And we'll pop up every morning or whenever we go on the air. And you get some good stuff there. So find us. We certainly appreciate it. That's just my opinion. I... I when I I was out relatively calm yesterday until I heard Matt LaFleur's presser, and that was clearly sending a message. Clearly sending a message. In other words, yeah, the Rams were silly last year when they picked up a couple of players. That Von Miller deal didn't work out for us. Oh, that was silly. OBJ was silly. That's just silly. That's silly. Yeah, they're sitting there with a ring as big as your freaking head. And what are you doing? <laughs> you're you're calling pathetic offenses, really not creative in any sense of the sense or, or shape or form. And basically, you're kind of looking foolish because it's been proven that between the brain trust of Nathaniel Hackett and Luke Getze, you can't do it on your own anymore. Anything else you'd like to discuss that's silly? More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The previous question, you had said that you and Goody have been talking a long time about the trade deadline, things to do. Are you open to being sellers if that if the right situation comes? Are you yeah, by coach? I know there's a lot of season left here, not even caught out of it any stretch, but if a good deal comes around, are you okay with that? I hope not. But, you know, you just, you never know. I got more. Oh, I got more. It's, it's well, like, timing is everything sometimes in this business. I just get done discussing the trade, why you do it, the, the, you know, the, 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 what, what am I trying? What is the word I'm trying to grope for here? The urgency of the moment, I guess, because you are on the final few years of a quarterback with the ability to get you to a Super Bowl, with a coach that seems at times almost clueless, with all the different things lacking. And no more than I said it, the Packers put out they are going to induct Jordy Nelson and Jai Sitton at the 52nd Hall of Fame banquet. Look over here. Jordy's coming back. Look. Well, unless he's coming back to catch passes, now's not the time. Now's not. If that's your big news today, you are exactly, exactly what we've been proclaiming for years. The corporate PR machine, and you're not going to do anything to really get that much better. You're just churning it out. Keep those season ticket holders happy. Wow. 
And then, of course, it's immediately retreated by, retweeted by the mouthpieces. Oh, oh look, Jordy's coming. Jordy's coming. Oh, my yes! God. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, somebody run quick. Give me a change of pants. Oh, my God. Him and Josh Sidner coming back. Oh, my good Lord. This is a banner day. Bring me something stretchy. I need it. Something that Priffleby doesn't have a belt. Oh, my God. My pants are swelling underneath. It's just incredible. Oh, it's a great day at Packer fandom. Yay. Not to say they don't deserve the honor. It's just odd that it comes out today, isn't it? We're not going to make a silly trade. But guess what? Jordy's coming back. Yeah. We're going to relive the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Oh, all is right with the kingdom. This is awesome. I can't wait for snow to go down a sledding hill. Crap. Just give me a big rubber disc. I'm going down on it. Just sliding down that hill. Going to pass by Hinterland. I might get a pizza on my way out. What? We got to displace all the season ticket holders in the parking lot? We're going to build something because the players are cold when they get to Lambeau. Put it underground. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is just, I, I, there I went again. Oh, my God. Jordy's coming back. Jordy's coming back, and he's coming back with Josh Sitton. Oh, my God. Shut Twice in a day. Ass. Twice in a day. Why in the world did I ever get married? This is incredible. There you go. There you go. That's the big news of the day out of Green Bay. Uh, trade deadline day, but Jordy and Josh are coming back. Who's next? Bakhtiari? Right? Right? We're going to get an update on Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari's swelling went down. Well, I heard Jordy was coming back and my swelling went up. Woo! Oh, my God. You know what we should do? This is what we should do. Uh, we should all get a watch party together, like on a Thursday night. All right? We get a watch party together. And what I'll do is I'll go back and dig up some old games from, say, 81, 82, 83. And we'll sit down and watch them. I think we should do this. And it's kind of like, you know, if you're going to go, like, with the dogs and you're going to do the Iditarod, you begin training in northern climates for the Iditarod. What we should do is begin training for the 80s to return. And I'm not talking about me sitting there in a Miami Vice, you know, Sonny Crockett uh, pink shirt with a white jacket. Uh, or maybe dancing to the Go-Go's or something like that. Or, you know, putting a bandana on and singing Born in the USA with Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I'm talking about watching really bad football. Inept, poor organizational football. So... Steve, it's not hatred. That's just that's just it. It's not hatred for the Packers because I love the Packers. I grew up a Packers fan, believe it or not. Uh, and I've told this before. Uh, my mom and dad, my, my mom and dad were huge Bart Starr fans. So whenever we got a Packers game on in uh, at, when I grew up as a kid in Ohio, I mean, it was must-see TV. My dad grew up a huge Lombardi fan, a huge Bart Starr fan. 
And one of the highlights of my life was to get my dad to meet Bart Starr. I, I mean, it was and will always be one of the best things that I've ever done as a kid, as a, as a son. My dad was so proud. He got his picture taken on the field with Bart, and it was just such a cool moment. And I'll never forget my first day walking into Lambeau Field, Bob Harlan taking me out to the stands and kind of sitting there and listening. Nobody's there. You just listen in the stands, just sit in the bleachers, and you just realize the greatness that has walked across that field, all the incredible moments, the fan base, how truly fanatical they are, how supportive they are. You think about it as a fan, right? And then when you see it, it's kind of like a train coming down the tracks. You can see it. It's coming. Here it is. It is about to punch you in the face. And you have the ability, for a short period of time even, to move that light backwards, to avoid that collision. And you don't do it, it angers me. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I understand that. I get it. I've been around the business a long, long, long time. Since 1992, I've been doing sports talk radio. Okay? In one facet or another. I've studied a lot of good. I've studied a lot of bad. Believe me, <laughs> I covered the Bengals for years. I went through Kajana Carter falling off of a treadmill to tear his knee up for the second time as his first-round draft choice. So <laughs> David Klingler, Achilles Smith, I can go through the whole list of these guys. Big Daddy Dan Wilkinson punching his pregnant girlfriend in the gut with a telephone. I mean, I can go through the whole list of just bad that I've seen. And... I have always thought that this organization just does it and does it right because they want to win and want to win consistently. Not just to get to the postseason, just to snowball their fan base, but because it's about winning championships. That's what it's always been. And to have two Super Bowls, three appearances in 30-plus years, and to have the talent sitting there, and you just don't do the extra thing to put you over the top, to really give everybody in that locker room the confidence to say, you know what, everybody believes in this team. We believe in this team. Not to sit there every day and wake up with one eye raised and go, mm -hmm, got a question mark over there, because you know you're only as good as your weakest link. When you look at it that way and you see teams around you moving with the times, saying, you know what, the trade deadline used to mean nothing. Now it means something for teams that want to go for it, for teams that believe, for teams that are going to take a shot. And to just sit there year after year after year and say, this is available, that's available, whether through obstinance or ignorance. Nothing. You started this season on paper with a defense that you thought was upgraded from where it was last year, and we all thought, you know, this thing could end up being top 10, top 5, right? Right? I mean, are, are, are we making this up, right? And you lost your number one offensive weapon, and you thought, well, you know what? You pick up a couple of guys, make a couple of receptions, work with what you got. You got a good tandem in the run game. Your offensive line, for the most part, you thought was pretty good. One of the best pass-blocking offensive lines in the league for years and years and years. And you're sitting here going, we've got this machine. We spent all this money on special teams just for a coach, for God's sakes. 
And all you got to do is just say, guys, we believe. Let's get this thing straight. Let's creep in as a wild card. We've won a Super Bowl as a wild card. Let's just get hot at the right time. Right now it looks terrible. What's in the past is past. But let's build on something. Let's move forward. Let's let's beat Detroit, get another win, and start to gain some confidence. And then maybe whoever it is we get can become more and more and more acclimated over the next two weeks to get you ready for them, the Dallas Cowboys. Because I'll tell you this, one thing we don't want as an organization is to have Mike McCarthy and everything that happened on the way out the door and the bad blood and the ugliness. The one thing we don't want to do is not only lose another game, but lose in dramatic, ugly fashion to a guy that, while he did bring us a championship, also it was a very ugly departure on both sides. You don't want that guy to come in and kick your ass and humiliate you. You know why? Because not only is he doing it to your to your front office and to your team, but he's doing it to your fan base. So you have this passion, you have this anxiety as a fan. I want to see them get better. I want to. I don't want to see them waste the last couple of years, Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, why did you bring him back? Why did you waste the money? You know, it it, it just it doesn't make sense. It's like looking at a Corvette going, boy, that's a beautiful car. I really like that. And then they say, well, you know, for an extra 20000 you can go from a four-cylinder up to an eight-cylinder in an LS engine. Nah, just give me that the way it is. I, it looks good. Yeah, people are going to look at that car. That, that's a nice car. It's never going to run as fast as the other Corvettes, and I'm never going to get around the track as fast as everybody else, and I'm certainly never going to win a race with that. But everybody will look at it and think it's really cool. Even though we all know, <laughs> under the hood, it sucks. Right? Okay. You don't want to upgrade? Nah, we're good. You sure you don't want to upgrade? No, we're good. No. We'll just, we like that, but that's all we're going to do. Okay, good. That's it. That's what they did. That's what they did. Okay, I'll get to the phone calls when we come back, I promise you. I just, I, I needed, I woke up today in a really good mood, and then just as the day has gone on, and the more I hear, and... It's just, I, I'm, I'm just pissed. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Oh, oh look, Jordy's coming. Jordy's coming. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, somebody run quick. Give me a change of pants. Welcome back. The big announcement today. Trade made? No. Jordy Nelson, Josh Sitton, they're going to be inducted into the uh, Packers Hall of Fame. Now, let me say this. Both of those guys deserve it. Key contributors, Sitton, especially uh, with Jordy. I mean, you can't really judge one without the other. I mean, both guys played a tremendous role in, in winning championships and being competitive and and being what Packers are, tough, hard-nosed, gritty. Jordy's accolades certainly speak for themselves. They 100% deserve to go into the Hall of Fame. It's just the timing of the announcement on the morning that the trade deadline is looming pretty much says to me that that's the big news of the day coming out of Green Bay. Now, I'd love for them to prove me wrong. I would love to make everything I've said earlier today completely useless and defamatory, I guess. <laughs> you know, just, but I just get the feeling that it's not happening. Hopefully it does, but I just, I, I, 
Maybe it'll happen. Maybe, maybe right now you've got to, because it does take two to tango. Maybe you've got Brian Gutekinds right now. He's on hold and he's on with three or four other teams and he's got a second round draft choice out there. And the teams are waiting to see if somebody's going to outbid them. And then here at the trade deadline, maybe they do make a deal. I, I, I think what we should all do at this point is you and I just say a little prayer that maybe it works out that way. So please, at this point in head, at this point in time, please bow your head. We're actually going to pray in the air. Uh, and uh, if you don't believe in any kind of a deity, then uh, just play along with us for a minute and you know eat your Halloween candy from last night. Uh, we would like this, uh, Lord, on this particular day, and for those of you and you listening to this program, because I know the Lord tunes into the Bill Michael Show. He listens to all, takes all into consideration. We pray as a Packers fan base that the Green Bay Packers, Brian Gutekinds and company, have the foresight to say, look, we need to do something. We understand that our team is not good the way it is right now. That just give them the uh, the guidance and the mental stability to say, yes, we can. Yes, we can. To make a lot of people very joyous just to say that we're doing something to try to get better, something that maybe is going to help us down the road as well. But we just need to move in the right direction. Give him the guidance to do what's right and uh, to to move forward with the agenda of many Packers fans. To make a move. Amen. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. All right. Let's take phone calls. Ben, where, where the hell are we at? Is, is Eric on hold still? Yes. Let's go to Eric. Eric, how you doing, man? Doing all right, Bill. I'm feeling your intensity, brother. I appreciate it. Somebody's got to. Otherwise, I could blow a blood vessel here. I need a Tylenol. Right, yeah. You're going to have a, that vein in your forehead pop out <laughs> start Monty Python squirting all over the joint. Yes. I feel you, man. Hey, uh, What's first up? about Jordy and Josh, I'd rather hear that Jordy was coming back as a wide receivers coach, and Josh Sidden got ran out of town for dropping racist remarks and dropping an end bomb on Clinton Dix, so I don't know what message that sends necessarily. Um and certainly not what we want to hear today. Um, I agree with you fully. I find myself in constant envy of Ozzie Newsom and his crew with the Baltimore Ravens or uh, uh, in missing Reggie McKenzie. You know, I could I could smack Mark Davis for, for you know, screwing us out of getting him. But, uh, you know, the Ravens always seem to do what we should have done or be in the right place at the right time. I mean, in the 2020 draft, they had they were sitting right behind Green Bay, and they had to have been partying it up and cheering after every single one of Green Bay's picks because the people they got is who we should have got, and they're all starters on the team now, impact players. Um, and now they go out and they get a Roquan Smith for a two and a five. I don't think that's silly at all. I'd, I'd nope. pick up Roquan Smith for a two and a five in a heartbeat to add yep. to these middle linebackers. And I can't, I find it hard to believe that Goody, Goody didn't know that was out there. You know, no, that's not adding a weapon, but it does add, beef up your run defense. Yeah, it sure does. And, uh, you know, as far as adding a weapon, there are quite a few dumpster fire teams out there with weapons on them. And I just don't understand why they won't go get one 
I, I just don't get it. I'm right with you. It's like uh, if you can get Roquan Smith for a two and a five, I mean, come on, man. I mean, right. there, there, there's. I just it frustrates me too. As we get on into the day, hopefully they come out with another announcement saying that, hey, man, guess what? We got Waller or we got McLaurin or we got – I mean, it would have been – I mean, don't, D.K. Metcalf would, would have been great to get in the offseason. He's making Geno Smith look like a world beater right now, and they didn't make a move on that. They could have got him. Um, there's just all these coulda, woulda, shouldas. And that doesn't help anything on the field. I just right. I just don't understand. Thanks for taking my call, Bill. Hope you had a great Halloween, man. No, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. I had, speaking of that, I did take a picture and I posted it. I was ready. I got off the air yesterday. I went and got my bucket of candy. Uh, I went over to Woodman's, grabbed a couple of the big Reese Cups. Because, it, let's be honest, okay, between you, me, and the fence post, it's Snickers, Reese Cups, Twix, Kit Kats. That's, that's what kids love. I, well, at least that's what we love. Right? For the most part, okay. So I went out and I got a bag of each, small bag, but a bag of each. And I sat there, turned the lights on, all the lights on were the house, had the TV right there in the front room going, sat in the front chair right there looking out the window like a dog waiting for waiting for its owners to come home. Had, took a picture of the bucket and the neighborhood. Like, just waiting. Here we go, trick-or-treaters. I had one, one kid, one nice little kid. Probably, I don't know, maybe 10 years old, walking around with his mom, rang the doorbell, said, trick or treat, please. I even complimented the mom. Oh, he's got manners. Very nice. Way to go, mom. Thank you very much. Okay. That was it. It was all I got last night. Now I got four bags of candy and a giant tank ass. That's what's going to happen. Just throwing it out there. What has happened to trick-or-treating on trick-or-treat? And the worst part about it was the kids in the neighborhood didn't trick-or-treat over the weekend. I didn't see any kids out. So I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, You've got uh, on CBS uh, Sports, it says, while the Green Bay Packers have been notoriously stingy with their draft choices, uh, often preferring to build their team in April instead of via trades and free agent signings, they need to make a move now in order to avoid wasting one of Aaron Rodgers' final seasons. I've been saying this for a while. They're averaging uh, 18.1 points per game, the fewest through the first eight games of the season since 1992, Brett Favre's first year with the Green Bay Packers. The clear position of need is at wide receiver since the Packers haven't been uh, able to come close to replacing Devontae Adams in that productivity through the draft picks of Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Samari Torre. Familiar faces like Alan, familiar faces like Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and bargain bin free agent signings like Sammy Watkins aren't getting it done. Rodgers simply hasn't been able to get on the same page with the pass catchers all season as the Packers have zero players with 400 yards receiving through the first eight games of the season for the first time since 2003. The lack of trust, chemistry, and connection has shown itself in Rodgers' decline when throwing outside the numbers, a place he used to thrive when throwing the back shoulder to a guy like Devontae Adams. Passer rating 113. Point one inside the numbers. Outside the numbers, 91.2. He's sixth in the NFL inside the numbers. He's 22nd in the NFL outside the numbers. 
Another era that uh, highlights the clear disconnect between the back-to-back NFL MVP and his receivers is Rodgers' dip in yards per pass attempt. With time to throw and no pressure, Rodgers led the NFL with 11.2 yards per pass attempt in those situations last season, but he now ranks 30th among 35 qualified quarterbacks under the same parameters this season. In conclusion, the Packers general manager, Brian Gutekinds, needs to give this guy a break and acquire a veteran wideout Rodgers can quickly bring into the fold. There you go. That is from CBS Sports. Uh, JJ said the season is lost, so it's time to prepare for 2023. Uh, Let me say this, JJ. While I'm not going to go there, I'm not going to say the season is completely done. I'm not going to go with that. It's it's very grim. I'll give you that. But if the whole thing, as we just read, is about trust and getting on the same page, then why not bring in a receiver you're going to have for more than a year and give him at least half a season to get on the same page rather than trying to force it down somebody's throats and let Cobby coach him up in the OTAs and the mini camps for only Aaron Rodgers to ride in in training camp and then try to work on his game and connection and relationship with the wide receivers around him. It would make more sense to do a deal now as well. Right? I can refute any argument against getting a player. The whole thing about hanging onto the draft choices, I've already been through the draft with you. You know, draft choices that looked promising that just ended up faltering and looking bad. So it's either bad coaching or bad drafting. Take your pick. Take your pick. Steve says all this about Cobby coaching them up is pure trash. Um, We didn't say it, Steve, just an FYI. We didn't say it. Rogers said it. He said, I don't need to come to the OTAs and minicamps. Let Cobby coach him up. And that way when I get there in training camp, they're already ahead of the game and we can all get on the same page. Just an FYI. 877-867-1670. Hang in there. This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light. Tomorrow night we're back down at the Mecca in the Deer District. Going to be at the uh, Mecca Bar and Grill uh, inside the Deer District uh, tomorrow night for the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by Bud Light. It's from 6 to 8 tomorrow night. Come on down. By the way, speaking of the Deer, Deer District, the Bucks get a win again last night. It was a tight one down the stretch. Uh, big, big bucket by... Uh, by uh, by Holiday and a couple of defensive plays by Giannis. But big bucket last night. Good stuff. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers viewed the tape of their 27-17 loss to the Bills. The game started out with another crisis on Green Bay's offensive line when Elton Jenkins was placed on the inactive list, not for his knee, but for a foot injury he suffered last week in practice. Head coach Matt LaFleur. It happened on Thursday. Um, just one of those deals where he got stepped on and 
we thought he was going to be all right. I think he thought he was going to be all right. And, you know, Sunday morning didn't feel great. Took him out in pregame, worked him out. And just it was one of those deals where he was having pain in a certain area and just didn't feel like it was worth the risk. That meant rookie Zach Tom had to play left guard. The offensive line was able to move the ball in the ground game against the Bills' number one ranked defense, but came up short scoring points. Left tackle David Bakhtiari. I mean, I appreciate the fight, but I mean, loss is loss. Um, Got to get it corrected. It's not something that uh, I'm not going to take victories on these losses. It's a L in the L column. We got to get it fixed. The Packers look to snap a four-game losing streak when they head to Detroit to face the Lions on Sunday. The Lions losing another one at the buzzer. The Dolphins coming back down 27-17 at halftime to score a touchdown in the final seconds for a 31-27 win. The Lions are now 1-6, head coach Dan Campbell. Those guys came back and played well the second half and stayed to their game plan, what they did, and, uh, and you know, and, and uh, we, we just... You know, we we didn't we didn't overcome it. That's Lions head coach Dan Campbell in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. 98% success rate, by the way. And if you're interested in shedding a few pounds, go to the All-in-One Weight Loss Program. Maybe you're up and down and you're, you're, you find yourself being overly emotional, tired, dragging all the time. You don't know why. If you're over the age of 30, it could be low T, too. You don't know. Go in and get your numbers checked. Takes you maybe 10 minutes. But you can't do anything if you don't call. 414-455-4451. That's 414 414- Four five five four four five one. Tell them we sent you. Again, any location doesn't matter where you're at. Just call them and they can get you in touch. They can the book you into whatever location you happen to be wanting to go to or as closest to you. But call the one number we give you four one four four five five four four five one. That's the New Mail Medical Center again four one four four five five four four five one. Here's something for you, Dan Orlovsky. I love uh, watching Dan and, and breaking it down. Uh, Dan Orlovsky says, This season, the Packers have had 3,003 snaps on defense played by first and second round draft choices. It's the most in the NFL. And after that, he puts, it's the most disappointing unit in football. Let that sink in. The Packers have had 3,003 snaps on defense played by first and second round draft choices. The most in the NFL, it is the most disappointing unit in football. So the question, first of all, that's an incredible indictment. It's true, but it's an incredible indictment. So now you have to ask yourself, okay, here's, here's, here's where truth comes in. Is it bad coaching? Or a completely overrated talent evaluation. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's coming up. We're going to, we do have to talk a little Bucks basketball. I, I, I got to get into that too. Bucks won yet again. And every now they're the only undefeated team in the NBA still, and they got a—they're you know, squarely in the crosshairs of everybody. 
So we're going to talk with our buddy Jim Ozarski from the Journal Sentinel covers the uh, Bucks. Got to talk a little bit about uh, somebody that's got some success going on, right? Good day today. Good way to start the day. A lot of fire, a lot of passion, a lot of comments on the Bud Light live stream. I'm loving it. Twitter's blowing up. I'm loving it. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.